This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. A, what did you call it? Frustration Monday? Commiseration Monday? Oh, man, this is a, uh, I forgot what I, what I called it as well. It was something Monday. You came in here to the studio, I, I, like I did, dropping man. big words on my head. It'll it, come back. It, it, to it wasn't Depression Monday. What was it, man? It was one of these Mondays, though. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. I was just so sad after that first segment. It was, you know, it was, that was a tough. Yesterday was a real tough way to to yeah, end man. a weekend. I, I was not too fond of it. Holiday weekend. Yeah. You know, if I'm sure a lot of you like like Mozi and I, family time, good food. Can, can I can I be full transparent? Few days too? off can from I, work. Can I peel back the curtain? Because I'm also you perturbed sure about some other stuff too, man. Okay. So I had to travel this weekend, right? Me and uh-huh. the fam, we go down sure. to VA because the holidays, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Uh huh. So rough time to travel. So we mixed up the timing of it. Not mixed up the timing, but just we thought that timing wise work out better. We would get back in time to catch the game on TV. Had to listen to it on the radio instead, though. Uh oh. So. It just sucked because I had to endure the loss while I'm driving, listening to the radio. In traffic? To an extent. Yeah. But then to add insult, because, you know, I don't mind traffic. I don't mind traffic all the way. But to add insult to injury, I had to go back and watch it again because I had to see the visual part. Well, sure. So I had to lose twice yesterday. Ooh. You know how bad that feels to, uh, to, to equate that much time to that performance yesterday? Ooh. I wanted to throw up. I'm like, man, I'm wasting time in the car listening to this. Now I got to go turn it on, watch it again to just see the things that I was confirming in my mind that I low-key feel like look worse on TV. At least on the radio, it lied to me. Because you can't see it all. <laughs> at least on the radio, you can paint a better <laughs> look, picture in your mind. At least, at least when the radio was talking about you it. You can't see the lack of effort you know what I mean? If he's talking about this particular play being made, I can't visually see other guys getting worked over. You know what I mean? But it was like I had to go back and watch it. And I just felt like, man, I, 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 y'all owe me money. Y'all, I, I, need, I need some back pay for that one. All right. We, we do all these stealer shows, you know. We, we, we should put we that do one radio on the, show, that one on the TV. Invoice. I, I got to invoice that put one. Put that one on the invoice. Reagan? Tell Reagan, Reagan that one's going Reagan, on Reagan, I got to invoice you, baby. All right. Because <laughs> I, I just, I, I felt some type of way, bro. So forgive me if I'm a little a little upset even more so today because I had to equate multiple hours to that performance yesterday. No, it's, I think our, oh. our, our loyal oh. listeners, our P1s, you know, as they call oh. them in the business, um, they know this, but you know, I I always rewatch on Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. is my rewatch day. You so lucky. I uh, <laughs> you so lucky, man. Tuesday is probably the easiest day of the work week for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I don't do the show. I just have some responsibilities around yeah. the Mike Tomlin press conference, and that's it. It's a it's a relatively easy work day for me Tuesdays. So I like to go home post Tomlin press conference, um, and sit down and rewatch the game. I don't know if I'm gonna do that tomorrow. I might just, you know what they say sometimes, you, just burn hey, the tape and keep it moving. I might just burn the tape and keep listen, it moving. If I would have had the opportunity to watch that tape, the original, I wouldn't have went back and rewatched that game, bro. Yeah. Hey, that 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 was nasty. There's something I find something on Disney Plus. There's Netflix. It was nasty, bro. It was certain times I'm watching. I'm just like, what am I watching? I think- like I, I heard the people complaining, and you know it's one of the things where you're like. Yo, people just overreact. You know how it is. It was just a bad game. One or two turnovers here, there. All right, right it got out of it's hand. It's the NFL. Everybody loses. Everybody nope. has their debt. You watch it. You're like, ah, yeah, yep. That was re- definitely warranted. Yes, it was definitely. Tuesday's warranted. my rewatch day. It was definitely rewatch warranted. the Steelers game. Rewatch the Dub V game. Yeah. It, maybe, maybe just uh, Disney Plus instead of uh, AFC North football on Tuesday. Mm-mm-mm. Arthur Motes, though, you know, you're talking about needing to uh, to invoice. The Steelers for your time yesterday in the car. Well, everybody, 
you should always be invoicing everybody for the time that you give us. Every Monday, we go into the classroom with Professor Motes. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Who breaks it down for us. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly from everything we saw yesterday on Sunday, Steelers, Bengals. This is going to be a tough class today. This is like when you come in after the midterm Mm-mm. and the best grade in class was a C minus. With the curve. With the curve. Oof. Yeah, you know the professor Oof. is just about to lamb based the whole loud. class. Loud, loud, loud. This was like uh, you know, back when you play in organized sports growing up and somebody does something dumb on the bus ride home and you mm-hmm. just know the next day at practice you're about to get it. It's time to go into the classroom yeah. with Professor Motes. All right, class, let's have a great day today, all right? I want us to start this thing out. We're going to be positive, and we're going to be excited about what we have on the docket today. So we're going to have five points like we always have because, you know, I'm always excited after the weekend, especially a holiday weekend where I got to sleep in. Ha, 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 ha. The first thing we got to talk about is stopping the day gone run. You brought it up, my, my favorite student. Teacher's pet, Wesley Euler, good here. <laughs> Bring my apple next time, Granny Smith. But you got to stop the run, man. And that's been the reoccurring theme these past couple of weeks. Without the ability to stop the run, you negate the best thing that you do defensively, which is rush the passer and create hostile environments. It's hard to get TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward going in the pass rush when, you know, it's third and short, when it's second and short. It's hard to you know, get a rhythm going on an offensive lineman when you're not able to stop the run. But at the same time, stopping the run, I understand the tech, uh, the the technical part of it, which mm-hmm. is important, right? Gap assignment, pad level, hand placement, I get all that. But something that we've also brought up in today's open discussion before we started class mm-hmm. was the mentality part of it. You got to look like you want to be out there. You got to look like you want to stop the run. Stopping the run sometimes is more mentality than it is technique. You just got to willingly go in there and, you know, put your face on his face and make sure his eyes blink before your eyes blink. Get physical. It's that simple, man. It is that simple. So for me, man, you got to stop the run. If you don't stop this run defensively, we are always going to be in a world of hurt, baby. Completely agree. A lot of things have changed about the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Arthur Mo. well, sorry, 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 Professor Mo. Thank you. I've earned that. In the, uh, what, about the 105-year history of the National Football League, a lot of things have changed. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know what they say, the more they, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. Got to be able to stop the run, and Steelers have not been able to do that, certainly in the month of November. 100%, man. So, time for point number two. Number two. Now, point number two, I'm a little bit more optimistic about it. It sounds a little bit better, okay? Because it, it sounds like what we just said, right? When things change, they really just stay the same. You have to win the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Oh, you see what I just did there? Yeah. You see what I just did there? So, when, it's, when I'm talking about defense, it's stop the run. But when I talk about offense, it's win the line of scrimmage. See how you say it? It's not a similar thing, though, right? It's still the same. Some might call that the duality of man. Because as I'm looking at, you know, our rushing ability, or what some might say, the lack thereof, one of my really, really good friends once said that this is what we like to call not good. Not good. And that's by any assessment. If we are going off of yards per total, if we're going off of total yardage, if we're going off of, you know, individual performances, if we're going off of just the sheer amount of attempts, well, how do we want to grade it? Eyeball tests, whatever. Yesterday was below the JV line, okay? That was Pop Warner yesterday. 
Yeah. It was Pop Warner yesterday. I tell you what, that might even be an insult to Pop Warner. When you talk about the lack of movement up front, when you talk about the lack of consistent blocking, not just contact, but blocking. Some of the things we talked about last year, right? Guy fires off, great initial pop, but the hand placement isn't good. They don't use the the correct details associated with being a blocker in this league, and, you know, guys spill through. That can't happen. That's not winning the line of scrimmage. You know, when you talk about not being able to run on the perimeter, not being able to run in between the tackles, I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to look like? We look like yesterday. Najee Harris, he can't even get going. Eight attempts. Eight attempts. Now, now we can make a case that, hey, you should have got more attempts, but it's hard to make that case when the game is getting out of hand as well. And part of that is because what? The lack of ability to control the line of scrimmage, the lack of ability to sustain drives, the lack of ability from a defensive side to stop the run and get off the field. Yep, It's hard to have those two things working together like that. They aren't mutually exclusive. There he is, dropping big terms. So, once again, we talk about winning the line of scrimmage, man. That's something that this offensive line has to get better at. I don't care how you do it, whether you're switching personnel, whether you're operating predominantly out of 13 personnel with three tight ends out there, two tight I don't care. You have to win the line of scrimmage, though, going forward, baby. Have to. I agree with you. And we knew that that was going to be a mixed bag of results this entire season. Two rookies on the O-line, four new starters. We at least, though, felt like they had been moving in the right direction. They were getting better month by month, week by week. And, again, progression isn't always linear, but there had certainly been progress from August to to now. But, man, Motsi, that was, was, I think, their worst performance of the season. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. to have that happen in a big moment like that, division foe, important game, it's a tough pill to swallow. No, without a doubt, man, because it looked like they regressed at times. And now that's, that's, that's the word, 100%. And, and that's what you don't want. You can plateau, but you cannot regress. Right. You can't regress. And right. they definitely, not just them, <laughs> defense, I thought some players out there regressed as well, man. It's one of them things. It's Partner, one of them things, man. I completely agree. Yep. Everyone's taking a bite of that stink sandwich. 100%. Now, this is something that everybody had a chance to get involved in, man. This next point, <clears throat> are you ready for this? Can we talk a little turnover ratio? Oh, a little gosh. turnover battle? Do we, we have to? We, well, well, why not? Because we we highlight special teams. Special teams has gotten us turnovers before. We highlight defense. Defense has gotten us turnovers. We, I mean, we've praised Ben these past four or five games of how he hasn't turned the ball over, even though we said at the same time, we know it's a little bit, you know, asterisky sure. just because of some of the best in the nations and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, help. Still five games that it, it was still five games. We'll it was still it. five games. But yesterday, that came to a screeching halt. Yes. A screeching halt. Yes. Now, we can make excuses for both of those turnovers. Um, miscommunication on the first one. He got bumped a little bit with Dan Moore and the pressure being put in his face on the second one. But both of the throws, to me, when you look into it more, they're bad throws. The the, the Claypool miscommunication, either way, you're throwing it back shoulder, but the defender is to the outside. You don't throw back shoulder with the defender on the outside and trailing. No, you put that ball front shoulder, front front pocket, you know what I mean? You talk about the throw to the, the pick six to Mike Hilton, but you're staring down James Washington, and Hilton is clearly ready to undercut it. Clearly. Oh, man. So it just had to be Mike Hilton. When we it? talk about turnovers, when we talk about protecting the ball or creating turnovers, we went. We didn't do either one of those good enough yesterday, man. The Minka pick I liked. I mean, him coming out of center field was good to see that. But as a whole, it was nowhere near enough splash, nowhere near enough turnovers. I agree, Professor. And when you got a team 
like how ours is currently constructed, where the talent gap is close, where our margin of error is small, you have to win the turnover battle. And that has been the difference during our winning streak versus, you know, these past two performances. You got to protect that rock. Ten takeaways for the Steelers' defense, 14 giveaways for the Steelers' offense. Professor, I know this is a math class, but that's an easy one to figure out. That would be a negative four turnover ratio. That's on like the when people say that. Was it a was it thirteen nine or something? All right, like would you that? take it easy? Well, I, I'm not a math guy either. I was just you know I was I was would trying to give you. Easy? I was helping you out. I was I was saying that as a support for you. That's four, yeah. which would also be uh, <laughs> negative four is the Steelers' turnover ratio on the year. You want to take a guess how many teams in the NFL are worse than that number? Four. I just figured that was a theme. Close. Seven. Oh, it's only seven teams in the league, Arthur Motes, that have a worse turnover. Sorry, Professor Motes, that have a worse turnover ratio than the Steelers. And they're not exactly teams you want to be lumped around. Football team, Carolina Panthers, Falcons, Jaguars, Jets. Now, the Ravens and the Chiefs are worse than the Steelers. But, hey, there's exceptions to every rule. You look at the top of the turnover differential list, it's all teams that you would want to be around. The Bucks, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bills, the Patriots. Yeah. You're right. When you have a team that is – we've all – I think we're all on the same page on this, like the Steelers. Not a great team, but certainly not as bad as they looked yesterday. Mm-hmm. A team capable of playing, you know, slightly above 500 football. Man, you got to be buttoned up in those margins. Yeah. You look at all the teams around the Steelers. Lions, Dolphins, Eagles, Bears, Niners. It's not good company. And only seven teams in the NFL are, are turning the ball over or have a, a worse turnover differential than the Steelers. Not good. It's not good. So we got two more points, man, then we're going to get up out of here. This fourth one, though. This is a simple question, man. Are you a playmaker or are you not a playmaker? Oh, I know where we're going here. This is I'm for... excited for this. <laughs> Can't wait. I'll do this in a nice way. Is certain players on this team, offensively and defensively, that we like to fancy as playmakers, that we like to fancy as key contributors. We talk about them as potential Pro Bowls. We talk about them as potential studs, uh, franchise-caliber guys at their positions, guys that could be top 10 potentially at their positions. You're either that or you're not, okay? I'm tired of us always hyping guys up and us always talking about players in the hopes that they could do that but here we are in week 13 and it just hasn't material uh materialized just yet we have a different reason for each individual player in terms of why they aren't consistently playing at a high level in terms of why they aren't consistently doing the things that we either drafted them for traded for them for or acquired them for agency for either way our quote-unquote playmakers on this team offensively and defensively they got to show up when your team is struggling the way that our team is struggling at times or how they were yesterday, at some point in time, your A players have to say, you know what, we're going to make a play. We're going to be that guy. We're going to get We're gonna get you out of this series. And we're just not getting that consistently enough. Yep. I mean, like I said, we can go down the list of whichever play we want to talk about, whether it's T.J. Watt. Okay, was it because he wasn't 100% healthy? Well, we know the rule on that. If you're on the field, you're healthy. Wasn't enough productivity there. Is it He's de- clearly not 100% healthy, right. but you're right. That but is, it, it's not enough productivity right the there. That's the Steelers right? blitz standard is that yeah. if you're on the field, you're judged for being on the field. Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, it's like cool. both of you guys in different reasons 
are here to be playmakers. Yesterday, where was that, though? Joe had a ton of tackles, but tackles isn't playmaking. We, we talked about there's a difference. You want to know where that is? <laughs> I think we're all concerned about Robert Spillane's health yes. status. That speaks to where Schobert and Bush's games are right now. Like, when I think of that, uh, even Alex Heisman to an extent, and I thought Alex did some good things out there. But it was still sometimes where it's like, man, compared to what we've been seeing from you and you're making it look like you're ready to take that step to be a playmaker, a guy that we can depend on. Yesterday, man, we needed some we needed some splash. We needed a play. Offensively. Ben. I mean, we we get the legacy, we get Hall of Famer, but at this stage, when we're talking playmaking or not playmaking, where is it right now when we gotta have it? Are we getting that? And those are some of the things. Claypool's another guy where it's like how many 50-50 balls are we throwing up where it's like, man, are you going to be the guy that's coming down with these supposed to be predominantly balls, right, right, not 70-30 not balls, not 80-20 balls? And that's what it's looking like at times. It's frustrating because they are talented enough. We don't. I don't bring these guys up because I don't think they can do it. No, I bring it up because I've seen them do it before. I bring it up because at some point in time this season they've made plays. But as a whole, none of those guys – yesterday when we had to have it made the plays that we needed and we can point to each of those guys at different points this season where that's happened and we're like yeah we need a play we need this and that's why I just keep saying to myself man the playmakers y'all have to be playmakers all the time if y'all are playmakers be it all the time I know it's not nice I know we don't like to talk about that because we like to you know leave your playmakers alone we don't we don't you know they're always above reproach but dude eventually you got to say some otherwise a season is over, and you're like, yo, how do we get here? And then we'll be reviewing this in, in the spring, like, well, this guy could have done a little bit more. Oh, that guy could have. What about this game? You know, it's like, nah, why wait? Why not talk about it now? No, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, a, it's a fair concern, I think, particularly on the defensive side of the football. Because, again, we, we all knew this. Aside from Ben Roethlisberger, it's a young offense, particularly one, you know, now in the absence of Juju Smith-Schuster, like, we knew it was going to take time for the offense to come together. Aside from Ben, there's there's not a lot of all-pro experience there. There's not mm. a lot of, of uh, consistent depth of NFL production Correct. and work. On the defensive side of the football, though, that's not the case. Mm. And we all know these things play out. You know, I don't think any of us expected Tuit to, to be you know, what, 11 games into the season and still yeah. no Stephon Tuitt. I We certainly didn't expect to lose Tyson Alualu in the first game of the season. All that stuff. But you know what? The Steelers aren't the only team that's had to deal with injuries. Correct. It's December, practically, in the NFL. Everyone's got them. And, Motes, I think we all knew this was another thing you and I talked about a lot during training camp and, and leading up to that opener against Buffalo. The Steelers needed to, the Steelers' defense needed to be top five in the league mm-hmm. for this team to have a good season, right? And, and what we deem good season, win the division, make the playoffs, or win a playoff game or two, like, you know, to, mm-hmm. to have a good season, this defense needed to be one of the best in the NFL. They're supposed to be the strength of this team. They've been looking like a weakness. And and when you are a, a middle-of-the-pack team in the National Football League, you can't have what you thought was the strength of your defense or the strength of your team being be weakness. just average or even being a weakness. Yep. 100% agree with that, man. 100%. Now, unfortunately, it's time for my last point. Uh-oh. And then I can get you out of class because okay. okay. I'm tired of looking at y'all okay. right now. I'm tired of looking at y'all. But you got to decide, man. Who are you going forward, right? Huh. Are you a team that, as you sit here with 5-5-1, five, five, and one, by the way, no losing seats for Coach Tomlin just yet, keeping that on track. I like it. I like it. 8-8-1. Eight eight Let's get it. But 
you got to decide, man. What are you going to be? Are you a team that from here you throw in the towel and this gets really, really bad? We start talking about evaluating for next year and let's get to the depth players and stuff like that. Or are you a team that's going to say, you know, we're still in this thing. We still control our destiny and we have to see a lot of these teams still. We still got to see Cleveland again. We're going to see Baltimore twice, Tennessee. I mean, all these AFC teams, Kansas City, like you control your destiny. You do. Schedule looks daunting, but the other side of that is that you still right. control. You, you. It looks daunting, but if you get through that, what does that say about you? So, for me, that's what I'm interested to see. And that's going to be taking place. That's, that theme is going to be reoccurring all this week. Coach yeah. Tom is going to bring it up. Media will continue to bring it up. Where are you? Because right now, I do think it's a divide. Half of the people feel like, man, it's time to go ahead, throw in the towel, get ready for next season, start talking draft, rage, and see things along that nature. And I understand it. Because you might be looking at the product on the field and saying, regardless of what they decide mentally, they physically don't have the group. They don't have the personnel. But at the same time, like I said, they could react and say, you know, we're going to try going to run with this thing. They could bring up other teams in the past that have, you know, at this point in the season might not have looked as glamorous as they would have hoped to be. Right. And say to themselves, well, if they could do it, we can do it. But that's what I want to see. And that's why I say, man, they got to decide. But only decide once, baby. You can't pick and choose now. But you, oh. but right now we're at the crossroads. We are literally 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. You are at the crossroads. It doesn't get more crossroadsy than this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With the Baltimore Ravens. Like, seriously. Coming to Heinz Field yeah. next weekend. It don't get more crossroadsy than that. Six days from now. It does not get more cross. I tell you what. I mean, Eric Clapton and been down to those crossroads. Come on now, baby. Come on. And the crazy thing is. You low-key got to feel good about yourself in some of these matchups just based on the flaws that we've seen with these other teams. <laughs> it's not like we playing some teams where it's like, bro, they're perfect. There's, oh, my gosh. There's nobody in the AFC <laughs> oh that Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? Right? Like, Let's put it that way. None of them scares. In fact, we could win them all, and I would not be surprised. I would not just because, like, yo, I've seen Baltimore struggle. I've seen Cleveland struggle. I've seen the Titans struggle. I've seen the Chiefs struggle. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if they all blew us out either. Because I've seen us struggle. I've seen us not be able to stop the run. I've seen us not be able to create turnovers. I've seen us turn the ball over. It's an interesting situation. It really is. No, you're right. It's it's time to choose. And listen, I started to see a lot of this on Twitter throughout the game yesterday. And I know, again, Twitter's not a real place, but I do love Twitter. And we love you guys on Twitter. Yes. People that are talking about not necessarily tanking the season, but like it's just not happening. It's just not happening. I hope it never happens in Pittsburgh. That's just not something that we've ever done. Regardless of how bad it gets, it's just not happening. Nah, nah. The Pittsburghs, they're they're not sitting there right now and thinking, all right, these six games remaining, how do we only win one or two of these and and maybe get ourselves a top 12 pick? That's that's just. Nah, bro. That's not what they're doing. (laughs) Can't be the case. Nah, bro. I. So I'm I'm just telling you right now for for everyone like you said that wants to look to the future and start thinking about. I mean, you could start doing that. You could start checking the mock drafts. But if you think the Steelers are going to have a top 10 pick, top 12 pick, I mean, I've got some beachfront property in, in Iowa to man. sell you. Six games, though, at 5-5-1, five, five, and one, that looks daunting on paper when you put it like that because let's go optimism, okay? So the Steelers finished 4-2 and two in those last six games. Yeah. That still puts you at 9 That's what I'm saying. 7-1. and 9-7-1 ain't guaranteeing you a playoff spot. Mm. And – since when did just make it into the playoffs become the Steelers' goal? It's not. Like, I, I, I got on – I get on – me and you joke about it off air, but it's like that's why I had my issues when after the Browns game everybody was celebrating. I'm just like, bro, it's the Browns. Like, when did that become 
the highlight of our season. We beat the Browns and everybody's on social media. Everybody, oh, yeah, we did it. We did it. Woohoo! Like, it's Cleveland. Cleveland has never been our barometer. Cleveland has never dictated how good or bad of a season we had. No, I like, agree with you. And I was guilty of that. Too. And again, there, there, there are some things that play into that, right? I mean, the, the playoff game and, and the whole offseason from but Cleveland. You, but, 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 but you're no, still no, right. But, but you're still the thing, right. Though, when you say that plays into it, it's like they've always chirped. Teams always chirp. Our stance has always been we are so good that we only care about Super Bowls. And if there's anything beneath that, why are we wasting our time with it? Mm-hmm. But that's where we are now. I mean, we look in the mirror. We, we, we look around Cleveland like right now. That's what we look like. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. You're you're absolutely right. I think I I I I know that part of that is the 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 gener- like our our age and younger of sports fans. I do agree with that. Yes, they're just different now. Yeah, every single week is like an opportunity to get these jokes off online, and that's all that anybody yeah. really, just dunking on the other fan base, right? And and yeah. and looking and looking cool online, mm-hmm. and then that. But buddy, you're right. And, and that is, to me, that's the one challenge of when you're an organization like the Steelers that has had so much success mm-hmm. over decades of doing it the same way. There's, like, are you kidding me? You know how much pride is built up in that? Come on now. And there should be. But I think it also, in a way, can can make it more difficult for you in times like this. Yeah. Because you want to try and toe that line. You want to walk that tightrope of looking towards the future mm-hmm. but still trying to to be viable right now. Yeah. And it's got to celebrate. Oh, we might make it to the playoffs, guys. And that, that to me, and again, this is just one year, right? So it, it, I'm not saying that the Steelers are going to be stuck in this mm-hmm. cycle now of, of winning eight or nine, seven, eight, nine games for the next six years. And all of a sudden, you know, they're going to become like, like the Houston Texans were for a long right. time, right? Like good, but, but never great. But I, it can be dangerous to get stuck in that spot. It, it can. can. It definitely can, man. And I'm like I said, I complete. There is rhyme to the reason. When when you've had all the success that the Steelers organization has, doing it a certain way, it, it, it's tough to knock that. Um, but it it's going. It's going to be a very interesting final six weeks of this season, and uh, and obviously beyond that into the off season and beyond. Whew. Oh. But that's what makes it so exciting, man, because it is never a dull moment. And never a dull moment. And you know what's going to happen, too, man. We're getting on them this week. They're going to come out here and look like the 72 Dolphins next week. <laughs> that's how it's going to be, man. At least it's wishful thinking. I hope so, at least. Is that all for today, Professor? That That is definitely all for today. So with that being said, class, please get out. I don't want to see y'all until we win again. Goodbye. Well, if that's the case. Oh, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> see me next week. See you next semester. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. We'll see you next week. Fake after, fan. How would you say something? After a big win against them Baltimore runs. All right. Thanks, Professor. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know what? I do uh, recall something before we head over to our breaks and stuff okay. like that. That yep. um, I think it was a year ago you said when people were talking about the song. Uh-oh. If we're going to give you credit for the loss. Oh, wow. We got to give you credit for the win. I see where you're going with this, and I do not like it. So since that's been said. Yeah. I see where you're going with this, and I do not ah, like it. Oh, man. Ah. You ever get caught in a pickle by the teacher? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what's up? Teacher ever catch you uh, passing notes in class? That's what I feel like right now. So out of curiosity, Listen, um, are we? Co- does this go to your record or not just – out of curiosity. You know what should go to my record? <laughs> the tie. 
No, I no, I I couldn't be bothered to put forth the effort to write the song. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers couldn't be bothered to put forth the effort Mm-mm-mm. to try and tackle and make some plays. Ooh. So maybe there is a real correction, uh, a real correlation. There. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, bro. Oh, you guys see that? You see what? The, you see what? You see what teacher did to me? I'm sick. I'm you see sorry. What, you see what teach did to us there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a bad a problem. Point. I got a, a I got an got, got issue. I'm All right, sorry. folks. It's still four days away, but Mm-mm-mm. I promise you, right now on yeah, Friday, we, know, man. we will have a rip roaring, okay, award winning edition, okay, of the Steelers. Here we go. So just double back on track. How about we just that? Double check. <laughs> Gonna take our last break of the show when we come back. One more segment. Everything on the board. We'll get to your reaction, your tweets, your questions, your comments, your concerns. Everything from that debacle in Cincinnati yesterday. On Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. Duh. We'll get the Yens guys on the other side. You know where to get involved. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.